Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where we word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. I want to welcome you in here today as we conclude the Gospel of John today. I hope that uh, the Gospel of John has been enjoyable for you. And uh, um, uh, scholars say that the Gospel of John, although it may be one of the most theologically rich Gospels, it's written on a fourth grade reading level which is why it's one of the first Gospels I always recommend new believers and followers of Jesus to read in that sense. Um, so in that, if you don't have our reading plan, if you just scroll down to the show notes below, uh, you can find our reading plan down there, and that will help you journey through this as we're walking through the New Testament here in 2023. We're reading a chapter uh, a day. And so, uh, Jenny, before we open up to John chapter 21 today, uh, growing up, what was like your favorite thing that, to do that you loved to do? It's kind of funny. Uh I really love to read, hmm. and I love to read biographies. Really? I read practically every biography in the library uh, in my elementary school because I love to learn about people and how they got to be the person they were, and I still love that. Biographies are one of my favorite things to read. Now, what got you into reading? Um, oh, just love in school. I loved to read uh, when I was a little girl and loved books and, and uh, loved the experience of reading to, to go to another land or to have another idea. And I could do it in my room with a book. And mm. um, then, like I said, meeting other people mm. and reading about people that I learned about and see how they came to be that way just fascinated me. That's pretty cool. Now, you might not have an answer to this, but if you were to write a biography about someone who would you choose to write a biography about? Oh, wow. Um, so many. And if you don't have an answer, that's no worries I, I can't, at all. That's an can't odd question. Think, because there's just, you know, I've read so many. They've uh-huh. already been written. <laughs> I guess that's it. But, but I, you know, one that real, I really love is George Washington Carver. Mm. Uh, he was such a wonderful Christian. And most people don't know all the invention, all the ways he invented ways to use peanuts, peanuts. and and sweet potato. He never took a penny for any of his no inventions. Way. No, because he said God gave me the brain and the ability to do this. I will never take money for what God gave me. Really? Yes. I did not, and he was born in Virginia, correct? Yeah. Well, we've got a school named by him. Yeah. Born, named, born and raised. G.W. Carver. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, as we open up in our scriptures to John chapter 21, the last chapter here, what was the verse that as you read it that the Holy Spirit illuminated that you highlighted and wrote down? It's uh, verse 7. The disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. All right. So explain the context. What's happening here is Peter does, reacts in this manner. Well, you know, if we start with the disciples sitting in a room scared to death because mm-hmm. the Jews are going to come to get them. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going to happen after Jesus is resurrected. So Jesus starts appearing to them. And this is one of the times that Jesus comes uh, and, and appears to them. So while they're sitting there, I'm sure, you know, Peter is so impulsive and he was at ADD. He said, I got to do something. Let's go fish because that's all he knew to do. Mm-hmm. So they all go fishing. And then sure enough, 
somebody shows up at the shore, and when Jesus tells them to put their net on the other side, it recalls what Jesus mm-hmm. did when he called P- Peter. And so Peter jumps out and goes, oh, it's Jesus, and he just gives everything up again and runs to Jesus again, which I just love. Yeah, that's that's cool stuff. Uh, how do you? What are the biblical principles of application you think here from this text? I think about often in life we're just going about our own life's work, and, and Jesus sometimes ex- appears unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And do how do we handle that? Do we just ignore it and just keep on doing what we had planned for that day, or do we nod an acknowledgement that He is there, but still go on with our lives, or do we stop what we're doing and jump into the water to draw close to Jesus and join mm-hmm. Him? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy for us to ignore when Jesus is sitting on the shore, and sometimes He gives us these beautiful miracles, and we say, "Well, thanks, Jesus. See you later." Mm-hmm. And Peter didn't do that. When he saw Jesus near, he drew himself to Jesus. He threw everything away and went to what Jesus was doing. You were t- telling me before we start recording of this about how God has used you in workplaces and uh, specifically in teaching. And you mentioned like Jesus sitting on the shore and we kind of ignore him of sorts. Do you think that most people encounter not only God's presence, but glorify him in their work? Normally, or do they just kind of go about their day? I think most people don't think about putting Jesus in their work, but mm-hmm. there's so many ways we can do that. Um, uh, I, when I had, I had teachers had to make lesson plans, so mm-hmm. we had to plan every hour of every day, and I, often my plans would just go crazy because something would something would be thrown in the, the mix that would just mm-hmm. mix up everything in the day. At first, I used to get really annoyed. Mm. And then as I got older, I realized, wait a minute, that may be Jesus doing something really special. Mm. And when a new kid would show up at my room, all of a sudden, everything I planned that day would be gone because I would have to help that child get ready for that that day and, and get their supplies and get ready with the kids and get a desk, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And usually, like I said, at first I would get aggravated. But then afterwards I go, oh, God, you brought me someone new mm-hmm. into this classroom I know they're scared. They've moved. They they don't know what to do. Help me to comfort them. Help me to reach out to them and and, and pray for them. So I would turn that into a ministry. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens to us can be a ministry if we see it with G- through Jesus' eyes. Mm. Um, so many times in school, the kids would bring up something, and maybe it would be a challenge they had. And, and I wouldn't bring it up during the class, but maybe later in a quiet time, I would talk to them, and, and we would t- talk about a time I could be praying for them or a little signal they could give me to let me know they needed me to pray for their mm. brother or sister. I had a little boy whose sister was diagnosed with leukemia, and I knew he was terrified. Mm. And so we had a little system, and, and when, I said, when you you get nervous about her when you start thinking about her you do this and I will start praying for her right now and sure enough she was healed and we could celebrate her her success that God healed her so anything that we have that God throws at us is meant for his glory Mm. but so many times like Peter we go back about our job Mm. and thank goodness Jesus gave him a great big sign but Jesus wants to give us signs Sometimes we see him, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we take him and go with him, and other times we don't. It doesn't mean, like Peter, that we drop everything and leave our work mm-hmm. all the time, but it may be. There are some people that Jesus wants to draw into missions, and they drop everything they're doing and go for Jesus. And the thing of it is, if we don't do that, what are we missing in life? Mm. What are we missing out on? Because if Jesus is saving us and loves us, wouldn't his will be much better for us than ours? Mm. 
that's good. What, what would we be missing? What are we missing when we don't answer the call? Mm. Instead of what, like, what would, what's this preventing us from? It's no, in reality, it's flipped. It's what are we missing? Mm, that's good. Uh, so as you moved through H, E, and then A, what was your personal response to this text? What was the Holy Spirit calling you to do? I want to apply Jesus through the Holy Spirit with me all the time in every situation. Sometimes he shows up in a greater way through a situation, an unexpected person, a needy person, or a conversation that opens us to talk about faith in Jesus. I've even, I have times when I'm in the checkout and, and I have a conversation with a person that's checking out and they tell me a need and I say, can I pray for you right mm. now? If there's nobody waiting and I'm not causing any problem, I pray for them right in the checkout line. Or if I can't, I will touch them and say, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I will be praying for you and know that I care. Mm. And then I'll go back and check on them. Mm. And it amazes them that I care enough to pray. Mm. So, you know, those are times when God's there. It's just I need to be partners with him. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that happens is we, we all need to be open to God's work around us and be eager to join in with Jesus in that work or just watch him work and pray for whoever he's, is being touched. Sometimes someone might be having a catastrophe or having a health problem, and we can't do anything about it, but we can certainly stand there and pray for them. Mm-hmm. Or I'll run into people in the grocery store that look sad, or, and I'll just say, are you having a bad day? And they might tell me something, and I'll pray for them right in the grocery store, mm-hmm. which, you know, is God bringing mm-hmm. someone to me. So we need to praise God when we see him working in our lives or the lives of others. And we do need to be like Peter and jump in and be with Jesus and be part of his work. Because what happens is, like I said, he enriches our lives in ways we could never imagine. And when we when we pass him by, we're not giving him a chance to work in our lives the way he wants to. Mm. That's good. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.